0: Um, so I had a bit of a deep realization with myself earlier today very a very um a very outlandish one, but a very necessary one. Some I haven't thought about till recently I've started committing this flagrant of an act um so grocery the grocery store. It's a place for, you know, to get your groceries. Now, there's still a way to do things. Not the gender relies. um, But I realize I've committed an act the past two or three times I've been to the grocery store. And I feel like it's a PSA message to all of us men out here. And I... I take pride in being the outspoken one, of being the one where, um, you say the thing that maybe uh, people don't think about in the moment, but after they hear me say it, every time they see that instance now, all they're gonna think of is me, and it's gonna pop in their head, like captions in a Marvel comic book when they were still uh you know respectable, um. <laughs> Men in baskets should never be a thing. A man should never be seen carrying a basket around. Especially at the grocery store. Those plastic baskets. Um, and I have committed. I, I'm, I've am i been a repeat offender. I'm a cereal basket carrier. And I get the convenience, right? You're not going deep grocery shopping. If you're going to spend 20 Ish bucks in that area. Chances are. All the stuff could fit in a basket. You don't want to get a big ass cart. But you also don't want to get that small. Little element box cart. Little fucking cart either. Because it's still like. I'm not rolling this fucking. High heel. Little spark around. Like. By the way. What happened to the old. What happened to the kids carts. The one that had like. The ones from movie they would have like movie character plastic carts for you the kid could and act like he's riding a car and shit and now that they don't even do that but i don't even see kids i don't even think parents really bring their kids to the grocery store I and mean, if they do they don't even put them in the carts anymore but hey neither here nor there this is single man problems but yeah look a man should never carry a basket those baskets ran at the grocery store The only exception you should see a man carrying a basket is maybe a picnic, right? But you should only be carrying the basket, walking from the vehicle to the grass, wherever you have your situation laid out. But you know what's involved with that, at least should be involved? A lady. And maybe, you know, and if you're at the grocery store, maybe if you're with a lady, it's okay to carry a basket around. But chances are, if you're going to be with a lady you're going to get more than food for one person. So you know what? The solution is either get a fucking cart or carry the shit. I would rather you be struggling to carry 18 things in your arms than the fucking see you in a basket. There's just some unsettling and this is coming from someone when I was halfway grocery shop, I remember exactly where I was when I had this epiphany. I was getting myself My creamy peanut butter that I eat out of the jar. Yes, I eat spoonful out of the jar. I eat peanut butter out of the jar. And I'm not ashamed of it. I don't need the bread. The peanut butter is what I'm there for. The peanut butter is the only thing I'm going to put on both sides. And I don't need the bread. And I'm not anti-bread. I'm not anti-gluten. I just... You know, bread is like... If you're not going to eat a loaf of bread in like a week, it's going to go bad. It's just an inefficient price thing. Um... Even though it is perfect for baskets, <laughs> both lightweight, <laughs> like your boy, um, <laughs> and Paddy Bimble before he uh binge eats, um, yeah. So moral of this is a uh, men. If I see you with the basket in public, I'm gonna hit it out of your hand. <laughs> no, I'm not really going to do that, but it looks weird because you know. You're carrying them on your side. It's like you're doing side lunges. Jesus, everything has to connect to the gym. But now this is weird. It's like uneven. Do you carry with the left hand? Do you carry with the right? Do you carry in front like a little schoolgirl who's like, you know, holding a little, you know, her little lunchbox that she's in line for. Um, it's just a weird thing. Like, and then especially when you put too much in the basket. Now, now you got. And now you're a basket case. Uh, the title of this pod is going to be called Basket Case. Um, or Men in Baskets. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's just, a, just an observation. You know me. This is the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. Welcome to the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. That was not a smooth transition. I was not planning to go ahead and introduce the pod, but I already said my name. And now uh, when I say my name, say my name. Um... Everyone is around you, um, especially when I send you "I love you," and they're like, "He's running game." I'm like, "No, I, I just love you." Oh, he's running game. He's he's a fuck boy. It's like are you trying to fuck the boy. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is a twelve fifteen p.m. Eastern, June twenty first, two thousand twenty two. Doing a technically a double header because i'm still awake in the same cycle i did the first pod today first time i've done a double header pod in a long time that just shows your boy has had time and maybe i maybe i'll be driving too much maybe maybe i need to stay at home more but yeah recording a double header today uh don't forget to like follow comment subscribe uh hit the notification bell on the audio app someone cares a fuck about the video version but you know what The audio, we get some play, so you know what, hit the notification bell on all apps, and uh, so yeah, keep the support going, appreciate it, but yeah, episode 154 is here, and uh, guess what we have brought back? Um, For the first time in two or three weeks, your boy is having his specialty ghost energy drink. These have been sitting in my fridge for a while, haven't really had a need to. But you know what, double header, I've done some good work today, my skin is burnt, like a usher's dick with trannies, Um, <laughs> let it burn, even when you want to, but you know, that you gotta go, body ain't jumping like it used to, let it burn. I found that all it takes for my skin. And maybe it's for all people with my skin complexion. Maybe not all, like, my skin complexion. But, uh, you know, I don't know how to technically wear that correctly. But I definitely have fair skin. And I realize all it takes is an hour and 15 minutes of wearing a tank top for whatever skin is exposed from the shoulder and shit like that. The sun will get it. Even if it's not crazy hot, but just sunlight out. It's going to get it. Anything like 50 minutes or less, you know, I, I may feel a little peel. I may feel a little, ooh. But anything, once you get to the hour 10, hour 15, it's over. You, you got to accept your fate the next day. And that's why I'm finding out the hard way. Um, and I don't mind. Look, I've, I've been burned a lot in my life, uh, figuratively. Um, but this one, hmm. It just goes to show, oh, by the way, i got I don't know if it's technically the correct term, but I think I got dog called yesterday when I was walking to work. You know, the ladies get cat called, and I know it's not uh, I know being cat called in today's world it's not you know uh smiled upon, but I will also say, cat calling exists because at one point in time. It worked. And it still works in some capacities. You gotta know your environment. You gotta know the uh, ladies you are hollering at. The type of ladies. Type of ladies that would enjoy a nice cat call. Because you know what? Regardless, even the ones that are so defensive about it. You know what? I don't care who you are. Anytime someone says, damn, you fine. Like, you know, even if that person's ugly as fuck, you're like, yeah. I'm not I'm not taking these burns on the shoulders just for sport, baby. Um <laughs> no pain, no gain. Um just hurry up before you know the red starts selling. I'm seeing red um and well, I'd rather be my shoulders than, you know, you. Um, <laughs> Clint, you're a nut job. And uh hopefully you get it done. Um <laughs> but no I got I think it's called dog call because I'm a guy and we're, we're considered dogs, you know, rough around the edges. Why do you hound us? Um, also, you know, dog dogs, they get little dog houses. I don't know. You know, we build little dog houses. They get little igloos. They get to go in. Hey, I get, you know, humans, we get a house. I'm not asking to trade, you know, dogs have a pretty good deal, you know? Um, but no, you know, I I was walking, uh, I was walking through the down, there was this, there's this like the small downtown area I have to walk through, you know, it's a nice little shortcut to my job. I was walking down there, it's about four, eh, probably like 3.30ish, almost four o'clock. I'm walking through downtown, just minding my business, and I have my volume on low on my earbuds, just cause, you know, you gotta be aware of shit, you know, I like to hear a little bit, I like to eavesdrop on people. Mm-hmm. And I pass by this Burger Five place. And this Burger Five place, it's like a two story, like a uh, balcony area. And on the balcony area, I hear this, like, I hear a whistle. And I'm like, well, I know I can't whistle. <laughs> but a whistle. <laughs> uh, that was uh, too short to really get there. Okay. But no, I heard this whistle. And I heard it again. And I'm like, who the fuck is whistling this loud? I'm looking around. And I look up. And this lady says, hey, you. And I point at her in Clint fashion. Like, I don't, you know, I I get very uncomfortable with uh, the compliment sentiment. So I always just kind of like, hey. I play the, hey, (laughs) hey. Ooh, hot stuff. Like, I kind of, I'm nice about it. But I don't know how to progress it forward. It's kind of a flaw of mine. But I just look up and I just point. And I do the, hey there. And she said, you're cute. And I said, thanks. And remind you, I'm wearing a tank top. So I'm sweating. I'm burning. um, And I know I'm burning halfway through the walk. But I'm like, fuck it. But, and it was one of those things, like, hmm, priorities. I need to get to work. Should I go up and chat with this gal? But she didn't progress it Ford. But she hollered at me. <laughs> she hollered. Uh, and, but it wasn't as aggressive as typically you would see a guy going after a girl type of thing. You know, because, you know, she got my attention, but I also kind of just kept going... I just gave her a nice little wave and just kinda kept going. But you know, it was nice. I got dog called. And uh she looked like she could be a freak on a leash. I know Clint, you're corny. Um, but yeah. That's my small little trivial story about being dog called. See, it's the beautiful things, and that would have never happened, Michael. You know, when you're in your car, you have the windows up, you have air conditioning. You know, no, no one's going out of the way to look through your window, anyways. But well, it's weird when I don't have a vehicle. The bitches want everything to fucking do with me. I, you know, I get it's all. It's like, ooh, he does. Like they probably just assume I'm this broke ass motherfucker. Who is just this cute guy who walks and he's fit? Ooh, there's some. You know what they say about broke, fit guys? They got that good neck strength. <laughs> the, the, um, no, look, you, you guys know the stereotypes. So I'm not gonna get into that. But, and I'm like, actually, no, I'm a. I, I have a saving. You know, I have a partial savings account. I have a. I have a car. It's just in the shop. But that's not something you say in passing to everyone, like, I don't care to explain to people, like, people want to think whatever the, oh, this sad guy has to walk to work, it's like, eh, whatever, I don't know, just get my steps in, maybe if you, uh, step in the name of love and stop being a judgmental, you know, piece of shit, maybe, you could just, uh, pull over and be like, hey, what's good, baby, and i will be like, hmm, you tell me, baby, 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 um, Ashanti has a lot of songs with the name with the word "baby" in it. In the song title, "Baby, Baby, Baby, Hi oh, Baby." Um. Uh. But you know, I-, I feel for the ladies, because you know it's a weird thing. Like it was harmless. My situation, I was lucky, but I, I can understand how if you got hollered at all the time. It it would probably get annoying. Especially if it's always from ugly ass dudes, right? Like, I I get it. Because, it, you know, in a perfect world, you just have, like, all the really cute, attractive dudes. But in reality, an attractive dude probably doesn't think he has to do that shit. It's like, because you will probably make more of an effort to make that process more easy going. Where an ugly ass dude knows... He has to have an exuberant confidence just to get your attention and to just really reach out to you and stand out. So, but when you get the guy that's attractive and does that, that's like, oh, baby, whatever you want. And that's when you get the situation of girls that just voluntarily like pay for everything with the guy, be with a bum ass dude who makes vehemently effort to do nothing because you know he's so confident it's like hey you know maybe if he exuded that confidence in applying for a job you know why is he so insecure about you know applying for a job he's so confident in everything but you know he uh you know you gotta understand he wakes up he has a routine he plays, uh, he shoots, he does shoot around, he gets a 1,000 jump shots a day. It's like, yeah, the dude's 35, and he hasn't played college ball since he was 22. So he's doing a 1,000 shots a day for what? What is he staying in shape for? What is he, like a fitness influencer? Like, you know, uh. but look, no, I get it. I get the appeal. I, I I get the struggle of what a woman what a woman that gets an attractive female gets you know now I get it if I walked every day I honestly feel like if I walked every day through that semi pop in town at 4 pm I honestly feel like I would get some type of some people pull over you know holler you know I would get a holler or at least like a wave type of thing, like, I get it, I'm a, I'm a hunk, I'm a, I'm a hunk of baby, um, and they can hunk the horn, <laughs> I'm talking about my dick, um, <laughs> and, like, I get it, but while I would also remind people, for people that complain about it, the only reason why us dudes do things over long periods of time and consistently do things that don't make sense to some but it, it actually does is because it works you just got to keep on doing it till it does because the you know the things that people complain about the cat calling the confidence to approach and all this stuff You know, the annoying being a a guy kind of negging and all this shit. Like, the shit works. That's why it's a thing. And for people to complain about that, it's like, I get maybe it's not for you. But understand that the only reason why guys continue doing shit like this is because it has been rewarded. And it gets rewarded enough that we keep doing it. And I always use this analogy. You know, and I get it. If you always reward your partner... With sex. When they do bad things that piss you off. What do you think they're going to continue doing? If you never have sex with them. When they you know. Tell you they love you. When they come home from work. And like hey baby here's some roses. All this shit like oh that's cool. But if you only fuck. After an extreme big argument. And you legitimately have hatred for this person. And they do things that piss you off and they know what they're doing. And then you award them with the only reason why the fuck we're together in the first place. That's what men and women are together for. What do you think is going to continuously happen? If I do this one thing and I get what I want as a result of it, why the fuck am I not going to continue doing that thing? Fine, I take your bitch in for 20 minutes. You tell me I ain't shit. But then when I'm fucking in the ass and you ain't shitting on my dick, I don't give a fuck. Hey. Uh, I got graphic. But you get the point, all right? The point is, is if you if if I have been rewarded doing X, Y, and Z, it's like a child. If you reward me with candy and all this shit every time I do something, and I really like the candy, I'm going to keep doing that shit to get the candy. And now the problem is, is you rewarded me with unhealthy shit. And if I'm always getting rewarded with unhealthy shit, I'm going to have a relationship with unhealthy shit every time I do something good. So basically, it just cancels each other out all the time. It's a balance. All right. You know, sometimes you argue you got to get out. But, you know, sometimes when you have great disdain for what someone did, you don't reward them with that shit. You actually just you know communicate and talk or whatever, but hey some people like to be cat called, and as a man, I like being dog called the shit the shit's kind of hot I'm not gonna lie to you like i I'm starting to become like this 1980s traditional guy where yeah, shout at me, grab my dick in public I don't give a fuck. Do do what you gotta do. You know, approach, approach her, approach him. Do do the original. If we just went off more traditional things. I think a lot more people would be happy. If there wasn't this stigma to just be a person and to react to how you feel and make things fun and lighthearted and set everything so serious, I really think everything would just be slightly more fun. People would be slightly more easygoing. People wouldn't be so butthurt or so afraid to do the simplest humans of interactions. Because you know what? She said, hey there. And it was fun. Nothing happened. I kept going to work. But hey, put a smile on my face. You know, she got out of her system. She felt free. It's not that holding in like, oh my God, I wonder if I'm ever going to see him again The holler. It's like she doesn't have to worry about that because she did what she could. And you know what the next time I see her, I may be like, "Hey, you," and she may be like, "Hey, oh, I can't yo yo ass um, you're like mini Thor without the trend um <laughs> but yeah, I'm just a dog I was just a dog going for a walk in the park, um but you know some you know like when those dogs. You know, like, when dogs run into each other, they just, like, they, they just don't know what to do. It's almost like they they run into, it's like if aliens, it's like if aliens were to adapt on this earth and they were to be domesticated. If aliens were just to be domesticated, we just had, like, pet aliens, right? Think of, like, Toy Story. You remember the toy alien? The, like, triplet twins were like, I can't even, I don't even remember the noise, but they're basically, like, a little yodeled. Little Yoda's looking motherfucker. Imagine we just had like little aliens on a leash. And like, I don't know, an alien, a real alien came down, right? And you're just taking your little alien for a walk in the park. And then the alien, a real alien comes down. A non domesticated, a non neutered, a non spayed alien. And they come down. And they see that alien and the little domesticated beaten down human pet alien sees that alien, but there's a tribal connection, even though they are completely different creatures at this point. One one is fresh off one is fresh off the press and the other has been processed in eighty five million factories. And they just, but when they see each other, it's like, yeah, they can't, they they can't contain themselves. The one alien, the one alien knows, like, oh my God, they changed you. Who are you? And then the little alien's like, who are you? Because they don't know any better. But when dogs see each other, it's just like no matter what, you never see dogs that are mad at each other. No matter what breed, it's always weird also how like, you know, dogs, how come dogs and cats, when dogs and cats breed, well obviously not with each other, otherwise I'd be cat dog, um, <laughs> but when dogs breed with other dogs, it's like they're, they're if you have like a Dalmatian mate with a golden retriever, I don't even know how it's possible, I've never seen that, I've never seen a Dalmatian golden retriever, just stay with me. It's like they're it's literally like their body's like half and half. It'll be like half Dalmatian and the other the right side, it's like some golden retriever makes breed, whatever, right? But when humans breed, regardless if you're a chain if you if you're complete different races, if you're complete different body and bone structures, like typically the little human you create is like a balance of both. Like if a black and a white person Have a baby. Definitely the baby's color is like somewhere in the middle. Not like. You know not like Winnie Harlow. Where she has like white spots. But she's like you know mostly one color. But then she has like that condition shit. Not even trying to make fun of it. Just using an example here. Dalmatian. Um, (laughs) um, But. uh. It's just kind of odd how it's crazy how we're we're like similar species. Humans are called men are called dogs, but yet when we breed, imagine if we just had humans come out that were just like weird. That just had like weird spots and stripes and weird patterns. Like even if two parents are like exactly. Compatible in the most basic of sense, the kid could come out and look non-basic if that makes sense. You know, there's so many things like you could have a very genetic, you could have like a hundred thirty pound genetically very thin, very low muscle building, very thin frail guy, and a very thin five foot three woman, and then they could have like a six foot six, you know, small forward in the NBA, two hundred thirty pound that looks like Giannis. Antecumpo, even though he's, like, 6'11", but you get the point here. Like, sometimes things don't always make sense. Sometimes there, sometimes there is some gaps in this gene pool or whatever. But for some reason, when I see a dog and a cat, like, it's weird, like, cats, when they mate, and they create a, and they create a baby, it's like, you know, they'll have, like, the color, like, if a gray, let's just keep it simple, if a full gray cat mates with a full white cat the little cat they have they'll have like a white ring around the eyes but gray in the forehead and they have like a weird color in the stomach and the colors and spots and lines it's like all like scattered throughout but with some pattern and it's not the same like it's not the same pattern with all like we typically like if a latina And a you know Hispanic Or if a Latina and an Asian guy have a kid If it's the same like a woman Latina Asian guy If you take like 10 couples with that same scenario Typically when they have If they each have one kid The skin color of the kid is going to be relatively the same If all things bear equal Where cats like It makes no sense You can have 10 cat couples where one cat's one color and the other cat's the other color. All ten couples. And all the cats will come out with these weird stripes and zigs and zags. One in the eyebrow. One one in the tail. One tail will be different. One like a cheekbone will be different. One will meow like this. One will have a bow leg. Like all this shit doesn't make sense. I don't understand genes. I don't understand genetics. I don't understand mating in the animal kingdom. You know, I know Linnaeus taxonomy. And that's about it. Okay? Uh. But you know all cats can fit in. Baskets at the grocery store. Um, <laughs> that would be so wild. If you're just walking around a grocery store. You just see. If you just see a lady or. Hey, or you just see a guy with a cat in the basket. <laughs> what if they had a cart and they carried a basket around like a purse? Like they just had a purse around the forearm and they just have their cat hanging in there. Like, is someone going to say something? Like, hey, this person has a cat in a basket. What's going on here? It'd be like that Tom and Jerry meme where Tom is like... Mm. And his eyes are like ripped out of his mind. It kind of looks like from being stoned. But, yeah, it is the, uh... yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I was dog called. And uh, I guess you could say I have a dog in this fight. And the fight is uh, getting that pushy. Um, I'm going to go by there. You know, I'm I'm, I'm probably going to have to walk tomorrow if they finally find Figure out what the fuck to do with my car or not. But yeah, good times. Uh, Good times. I've said good times a lot on this pod. Uh, Let's see. What stories we got today? Do, do, do. Excuse the pause. Just kind of... You know, um... You know, I was thinking because I've been, uh, I've been naturally, and I wonder if you're, I literally, I'm, I literally just thought of this. I, this is not like a note I had on my phone. Um, but I wonder, well, there's no wonder. It's more of like my observation of what I think. I really do believe based off recent, my recent, uh, gravitation gravitational pull to watching certain videos on YouTube recently that has had to do with my lifestyle changes out I'm not going to continue talking about my lifestyle changes. That's, that's not what I want to continue talking about here. Mm-hmm. But I'm mean, going to use that as an example of that. I feel like, you know, it's kind of like you are what you eat. And typically what you're attracted to, what, what in terms of stuff that you voluntarily watch, has to do with your interests of changes you've made in your life. So, since I've been, you know, I'm not even like training, training. I'm not even like bodybuilding, nothing like that. I am just working out, exercising, and shit. And I've noticed I've been watching a lot of videos from the Greg Doucettes, the More Plates, More Dates, this guy named Philion. Um, I've been just kind of cycling through these videos from these YouTubers who have these pretty big channels where they kind of talk about fitness and stuff. And I've been really like, I went through a binge today where I went where they were talking about natty or not. Where basically they're talking about are these actors like they went through Kamali Nanjani. And they all cover the same, like, they do their own videos of the same people. And I watch videos from all of them of the same people. Obviously, Kamali Najani, he's, like, he's, a, his workouts are just weird as fuck. Like, you're electrocuting your biceps, vibrating on the cable cords. And you just sitting there doing the curls and shit just to get a pump. It's, like, respect for the way you look and shit. But it's just, like, weird, like, when you start gonna... Hook up shit that you have to go to the doctor's office to get a little pump. It's like... I don't know. that It doesn't even seem like it's working out at that point. Um, but, yeah. Uh, like, of course, Chris Hemsworth for Thor. Uh, one of them covered Mark Wahlberg. Uh, you know... You know, a few... Basically, all the main actors... That, oh, Michael B. Jordan, for example... And they basically go through the process of are they natty or not? And most conclusion for most of them is that they're not. And I don't know why, because I honestly don't even, it doesn't even bother me if you find out someone's not natural. Honestly, I could care less, but there's something about, there's an entertainment interest, interest about it when you are actually like actively in the mindset of working out, exercising, and shit. And you're watching all these videos and you're like, you know, the starting point for a lot of these guys like Michael B. Jordan, Chris Hemsworth was a very similar body type of where I'm at, at certain ages and shit, right? And you start to think like, could I look like Thor? If I really did like his workout, which if you just did his work of what he tells you he do. It's not crazy in terms of what you have to do. You just have to do it, and it's hard as fuck. But it's nothing like that insane. Like, he's not doing any crazy exercises that you need, like, a $8,000 gym for. And Michael B. Jordan, you know, he went from Creed 1, where he obviously worked out, got in boxing shape, and then Creed 2, he took it to another level. And for Black Panther Killmonger, he hit that chest press. Um, or as they call tr- trimbalone Trembolone sandwiches. Um, and look, basically the assumption is that all these guys are on something. Because of the rapid constant weight fluctuation they do in between roles. So they kind of have to. If they want to do anything other than that. Because it's a heavy commitment to be as big as Thor. When you aren't naturally 250 pounds walking around type of shit. So I, I get it. Right. Oh and they also did Jason Momoa. And. One guy based James Momo is that he's actually natural because, you know, his starting frame and all this shit. But, but well, I guess what I get into is, I don't really care if any of them are natural or not. But when you work out actively, working out, it's a fascinating thing of what, would, like, what would it take for me to go there? If I cared that much about getting that big, now you obviously look. I'll be I'll be straight up with you. If some movie studio said, here, we're going to make you Marvel superior. Or for this movie role, we're going to pay you, let's just say $10 million. We're going to get you a trainer and all this shit. He has six months to gain 30 pounds of muscle. Do whatever. We're going to give you a trainer and we're going to give you a doctor. And we're not going to tell you to take something but whatever the doctor prescribes we recommend you take um you know what I'm probably going to do I'm probably going to do whatever the doctor recommends all right you get that Alex Rodriguez uh wh- whoever that whoever his uh drug dealer was during the whole steroids thing that he denied until basically went in front of a jury. He's like, well, yeah, actually, I do know the guy. It's like, all right, dude. Um, was it Anthony Bosch or whatever? But yeah, look, if I had Anthony Bosch as my Hollywood TRT or steroid, You know what? And I know the side effects of shit, but for $10 million and to be the face of a movie, a franchise that's going to make you more money just by being a part of it. Whatever the fuck. And by the way. These guys are getting paid more than 10 million dollars. But you get what I'm trying to say here. It's like. You know. Yeah. I probably would do it. And I don't even. I wouldn't even feel guilty about it. Per se. Because at the end of the day. It is just a movie. I think the thing with the steroids and natty and stuff. The fact—the fascination with it. Is more of. Of course with sports. Because There's actual physical competition that the advantage of you being physically superior unnaturally actually affects the bottom line affects money it can affect how much money you make by lying and cheating it can affect other players and how much they can make and shit because you're making them look worse because you're cheating and shit and it just it it bring it lacks the you know not to get corny here but the integrity, the level playing field. And that shit does matter when you want respect as a sport. The only reason why the four main professional sports are taken serious is because there are drug testing. Because there are, even though there's always going to be people to find loopholes through the system and get away with shit, for the most part, you're not just openly out here taking steroids. This isn't WWE. The UFC is only been taken serious past 10 15 20 years because there's a commission that has to sanction fights weight classes steroids drugs all this shit that you have to do they check your levels for every single fight just to make sure that hey is this person fighting reasonably clean and that's what brings integrity to the sport and that's the only way you can take these sports serious but for a movie, who gives a fuck? It's just to look a certain way. It's just the aesthetic. And for me, you know, I, I was saying, like, I would never get on anything. Like, it took me forever to get back on pre-workout. I, I don't even take creatine or weight or none of that shit. Because really, you know, I, I've never had a problem gaining. And I, I learned a new term today called endomorph. I think it's endomorph. Where essentially where your body, certain people have a body, I think this is me, where as much as people that can gain muscle but gain fat really fast, like you hear the stories about people that struggle gaining weight and struggle keeping weight on, and that's like a whole different term, that's a whole different thing. But people that can gain 50 pounds in three months binge eating and shit because they Their body can just gain weight so quickly. Their body's like in a constant fluctuation. I think it's called endomorph is what Greg Doucette said. Where as much as you can gain fat fast, they can also, if on a decent diet and training and stuff, they can gain a lot of muscle faster, just as fast as the average counterpart who can't do that the same way. And I think that's what I have because I can put on muscle, but I'll also lose a lot of fucking weight if I if I really train and do the right things. But, you know, I've had a more hard time maintaining a weight level than gain like it's fun putting on well, I shouldn't say I wouldn't say it's always fun putting on muscle, but it, it's it's funner to see your body change and gains and stronger. And it's easy to lose weight. Well, easy, relatively. It's easy to lose weight when you, you know, know what to do and you high intensity. It's that maintaining area that keeps it hard for, you know, us endomorphs. But I guess the main thing when, when I'm thinking about all this stuff is... When I'm watching these videos... The recent gravitation has to do, obviously, because the past month and a half or two, I have seen more growth from a leanness, strong, pure strength standpoint the past two months. The past a month and a half that I've truly been back in the gym when I was in the gym for over a year and a half or two, that's not even exaggerating, is I have seen more growth and rapid pace of growth than I did in the previous uh like eight to nine years of knowing being off and on with inconsistent weight training. Like there's something just like it's weird how sometimes it takes so long just for things to click. Cause you can always work hard in the gym, but the main thing is you can't sounds corny, but for most people, you can't out-train a bad diet. And it finally took me recently to figure out how to actually eat right for what I am doing. And it takes a long time sometimes to figure out this shit. And I think because when you start figuring things out yourself by trial and error, you become more fascinated. And in my case, I've become more fascinated with watching the more extreme success high-level stuff. Even if I'm not really that obsessed with training or lifting or body stuff. Like, I, I, I don't take pictures of myself like that. But... To watch these videos and to watch these channels to really get deep into the science of it It is fascinating. Even stuff that's out of my depth. Even stuff that I'm never really going to have to worry about. Until I'm like 40s or 50s when it comes to testosterone possible injections type of shit. That's not something I have to think about in the near future. But like what if someone with normal testosterone? Like, What if I were to take testosterone TRT now? Like I think about what if I did that shit? How fucking ripped and strong would I be? With my work ethic in the gym. It would be pretty fucking nice. But. Do I really want to do that? Just to get slightly bigger? Eh, Not really. But when you watch these channels you learn more about the type of person that that could go down this rabbit hole becoming so obsessed with just getting big and strong just to get big and strong. And it's kind, it could kind of be sad from afar. And not with the celebrities specifically, but when you see like the obsession with bodybuilders or people that are just really obsessed with working out all the time it kind of makes me take a step back like whoa hey I know I've been working hard consistent at this shit but when I watch these videos I see what happens when people become so obsessed that this becomes their life and I sometimes have to stop myself because I'm like is this becoming too time-consuming is this becoming too um is this becoming too much of who I am But then I look in the mirror, and I'm like, you know, you are what you put your time in. Um, Nah, but the main point, I I started this whole rant about whatever. Like, this whole starting point had nothing really. It has to do with, I wonder if the stuff you gravitate to from a visual entertainment standpoint has a lot to do with what you, uh, like, it seems like. I literally watch what I embody, at least on a smaller scale in real life. Like when, like I remember back in the like back when I first started this pod, I was really into a lot of uh, just mm, trying to think. I was really into a lot of comedy podcasts, right? And I noticed I haven't really listened to a lot of comedy podcasts over the past month or two. I noticed I've kind of dwindled away from them. And it's not that I don't enjoy them at all or nothing. It's just my natural instincts of what I'm kind of gravitating to. It's just different to what I'm doing. When I was severely, when I was pretty overweight, unhealthy and stuff, comedy and shit like it's a way to when you're tired like get a laugh out right it's like when you're full of energy and stuff you kind of have this high propensity to want to learn more and be more interested in shit and this part when I talk about how I've changed in a lot of ways before geez here I didn't talk about myself but I think it's a relatable thing that's why I'm willing to get into it is I've noticed like the stuff I listen to even the music I listen to I still listen to a lot of the same music, but there's artists that I would listen to obsessively. Now, like, I don't even care to really, like, this music's played out. I actually, sometimes when you have a clear head and you're more physically better about yourself, you actually look at an artist's personal flaws as a person and really what they're putting in their music. and It kind of makes you unlikable. Not, it doesn't make you not like them, but it kind of makes you unattracted to them to listen to their music because you're, you see like, oh, this is a person with a very cynical point of view in this first person, the whole world's about them and has no awareness of how they kind of come off. And I've kind of done that with some artists as an example. And I think it's been like that with my interest in what I decide to consume as my entertainment. The only thing that's still kind of the same is that I will still catch some Joe Rogan episodes, but only when it's with a guest that I kind of already know. I'm not really willing to give three hours of my time to a guest I don't really know. That That's the honest truth. And I may give like a first ten minute listen, and if it's not, if I just don't like the way someone talks, if they're just boring, slow, I, I may not. And you know, I have every right to do that. But I'm becoming more selective as as also. I just don't have as much time, so I have to be more selective. And I think you become more instinct instinctively selective in what you do. You become more valuable your time because you simply just don't have that much. Not saying I don't have free time but I don't have time to sit there and listen to two three hour podcasts in a day like I, it 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 could take me three or four days to do a podcast now to listen to one uh I'm just a pretty busy I'm a busy individual and when things like that change, I think things of your interests you become a little bit more selective and i don't want to use the word picky because not that you don't enjoy the things anymore but you uh you certainly have this clock in your head that not everything has to be listened to that you may want to listen to because there's a lot of fucking shit out there including me um and yeah, it's it's more of a curious thing. I just, uh. I just wonder. I, I notice I'm getting a lot more. There's also this YouTuber named Captain Sinbad. And to see him talk about a lot of his videos have to do a lot with kind of. Life philosophy in some way. But very specific problems. That people of age. Of trying to become successful at something. And the realities and shit. Like he does a lot of good videos. But he also has this. He also kind of does this podcast. With someone on his channel. Called Becoming the Killer Podcast. And I listened to an episode about something. And you know. As much as self-help. Is a, it's one of those good intention ones, but it comes off as very shallow and ineffective. As as he stated, as because they were talking about it in their show, and it really, it you know, it it clarified what I already felt about self help, but I needed someone to put in words for it to actually make sense because I wouldn't know how to put in words of what I feel about self help guru type of shit. Is that The problem isn't the intention and shit. The problem is it tells you all the things to look out for. But it doesn't tell you what what tactics, the tactical plan you have to do to get wellness in whatever area. And meditation and all this shit. Like, what do you have to do to achieve those tactical things? And so... Yeah, I don't know. I've just, I've really noticed. Like, am I becoming a boring person? And then I listen to my podcast, like, nah, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty funny guy. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think I think because I watch more serious and shit when I do this show, I'm actually, I'm much more balanced. I feel like I actually say shit, I actually have something to talk about. Um, so yeah, uh, These fucking egomaniacs, these iPhone egomaniacs. You know, I, I've seen these iPhone egomaniacs. Like, if you don't have an iPhone and someone with an iPhone comes up to you, they treat you like a stereotypical Beverly Hills white chick off the movie would treat a homeless person they treat you like you're committing rape in front of them ah shit i just fucked up the algorithm but that's what they treat you like do <sighs> do episode 154 of the often Be podcast don't forget to like follow comment subscribe to the notification bell but most importantly suck some titties and have a great day